0: Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and
1: welcome to the Business of Cake Making.
0: Our guests today on the Business of Cake Making podcast are an amazing team who have appeared on Extreme Cake Makers with... Their cake making business, Piborin, and now I'm at the Cake Professionals. Today's guests are Christine and Phil. Hello and welcome to Phil and Christine. Thank you so much Hi. for coming today. Um, Hi, from nice. Piborin and the Cake Professionals. Lovely to have you here today. Um, uh, firstly, before we move on to chatting about the cake professionals, uh, for anyone who doesn't know you, hard to believe, tell us a little about yourselves and how you got into cake making and where you are right now with your own cake company. Oh, that's a,
2: that's a good story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think like like many, many women out there, when I had babies, I felt like I ought to be the best mother in the world and the best mother in the world also meant that i needed to be baking my own cakes what i had never done before yeah Yeah. i did attempt the baking and it was appalling
3: (laughs) this isn't this isn't false modesty so our our son when he saw his fifth birthday cake said "To christine thanks for trying (laughs) mum
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh so brutal they're so brutal the of fame, yeah, was, yeah. was quite, was, quite so was, honest as a toddler
2: it was
3: the highest compliment that he could muster so,
2: yeah. didn't, there, there
4: was actual bad.
1: pasta on his cake so, um, <laughs> <Yes>. oh god! <laughs> um, you, yeah, no, you've progressed it, a lot since there though yeah yeah
2: so i think um <laughs> maybe watched too many cake shows on the TV and, you know, tried to overachieve and uh, achieve a, a level of greatness that my skill set was just not compatible with at all. Um, um, but but for me, it was about the joy it brought and uh, just seeing people's faces light up and that it was for them. Um, yes. And that for me was the the driver, I think, to try and get better whatever I did so I took myself off to um a local cake shop that did night classes you know with you know, eight grannies and a dog that kind of thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did an eight week class and and they told me that actually I shouldn't be trying to make figures with fondant and I was like <gasps> Da, da, da. this is amazing <laughs> i've never heard of sugar paste of, of um you know petal paste before <laughs> and hadn't heard of tylo nothing nothing mm-hmm. so you know really basic but then i i realized that actually with the right skills and the right kit um and and practice that you could make things a lot better <laughs> um and <laughs> so the, the the next few birthdays looked a little bit more decent than the previous ones and then like most folks people asked oh can you make my birthday cake and and then friends of friends and yeah. then eventually you realize that you're running a business but not making any money
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: making people happy but that it's actually yeah. costing you um and uh, a lot of
0: time as well
2: yeah yeah and that's that's when I started thinking okay maybe I should start selling some of these things so It was literally the local market off the front door step when it was Pirate (laughs) Day in Penzance and Phil was working full time and uh, mine was just a sort of pin money, you know, it was that sort of thing. And so we did cookies and muffins and popcorn and all sorts of things, um, as well as toppers, which took forever, forever and earned no money. (laughs)
4: Yes.
2: (laughs) So that's where we began.
3: Yeah, so then um, Christine, I, I stepped down from the job that I was in, um, and Christine to start the cake business, and we were in Penzance, where there isn't a lot of jobs, um, and so uh, I joined Christine for a year just to see whether we could kind of make a, a go of it. Now, I always loved baking, so that was kind of... I. Well, actually, I enjoy eating cakes. Yes, he does. So, at the heart, the heart of the business, I enjoy eating. <laughs> I like good cake, and I like eating it. Uh, so,
1: I, I have to say, I don't understand cake makers that don't like cake. I can't get my head around that at yes, all.
3: Yeah. Just, but the, there are plenty of there. There's people, yeah. people who love the craft, yeah. of the, the, You know the sugar work, but uh, yeah. it's just it's, it's horrible to have a disappointing cake. Like that's a that's that's yeah. that's it's a sin. This <laughs> is sin. This is sin. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, yeah. There's
3: no grace here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I joined for a year. Uh, I'd never decorated a cake before. The first, the first cake I ever decorated was a meter and a half long turtle <laughs> oh, that was cantilevered oh. off the ground. Uh, never. Uh, yeah, so we are chronic overachievers. No, it's, and, just
2: it's just and, really, really pathetic. And
3: our, our like we
2: really should get therapy for it. Yeah, our
3: our <laughs> ignorance often got us into uh, yeah, places that we weren't expecting. So it was it was so big. So this is our, our first big lesson of making cakes. It was so large we realized that we couldn't get it out the front door. <gasps> and so oh, no. we actually had to lift it out through the window of our Victorian like, <laughs> Bay window. So at six in the morning, there we are sort of hiking this massive. <laughs> Turtle cantilevered
2: <laughs> loggerhead
1: turtle
3: oh with coral reef. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I, don't know
1: what the thought. <laughs> I was going to say, what uh, your neighbours must be understanding.
3: <laughs> I, the, well, they have over time come to understand that we do some pretty pretty weird stuff. So oddly enough, actually, just just three months ago, they saw us lifting an Acado van out the, the same window. <laughs>
4: so, <laughs> but we knew, we, we,
2: we knew. knew, we knew dimensions. We yes. actually that was yeah. a deliberate choice.
3: <laughs> yes. The, the, you measured that it, one. The turtle. It was just good fortune that it fit <laughs> out the window. Um, yeah, So, so I joined. Yeah, I joined for a year, uh, and that was, I think, seven years ago now. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's just been a wild ride. Well, you stuck
2: around, haven't you?
3: I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I guess uh, yeah, my original training is as, a, as an architect. So I've got a knife. Yeah. So I do a lot of the sculpted stuff. Uh, Christine does anything that looks pretty is christine anything that looks like a hippo is me um, generally, generally the division of, of labor well
1: um, you so have you have you yeah. continued to train as you've done it or have you just is it just through experience that you've picked up the skills that you have
2: feels so, so, uh, a compulsive learner so he has usually got his nose buried in the latest book um related to baking and science and Um, chocolate and science and basically he's the child that took everything apart and was asking (laughs) how does it work Um, (laughs) uh, and so when it comes to food and baking you know he's the compulsive uh master chef watcher and great british menu and all the rest of it so uh how does it work is definitely um and Uh, What do I bring? (laughs) Well,
3: you you did an MBQ.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, um, um, I did. So I realised that I wanted to be better at baking because Phil was brilliant. Um, And so I uh, government were offering ladies of a certain age uh, some free training at uh, local uh, colleges. Um, So I went for a year and studied patisserie and confectionery. And that was really, really helpful to just be in a commercial kitchen um, and getting the sort of industry standard from a catering and a hospitality point of view um, really informed how we then uh, looked after our kitchen and also baked um, because we were also learning about baking at scale rather than just you know baking the six inch round um, and looking at how can we, um, how can we look after our cakes and how can we in- increase the flavor? Um, so that, that, a lot of that came from there. Yeah. And, and Phil would sit in a lot on conversations that I had with Dave our chef um, and ask lots of questions. That was when I discovered that there was more than one kind of buttercream because up to that point, <laughs> in the world of cake, I hadn't come across yeah. any other buttercream apart from British butter icing and you know, the the little flavour bottles and flavouring yep. it that way. And so I, I still remember Dave, Chef Dave asking, you know, what buttercream do you use? And I was like, What do you mean? What you mean what flavour? <laughs> and he was like, No, Christine, <laughs> no. It's like loads of different kinds. Um, and then we went on a big adventure. Didn't we?
3: We did, yeah, and we've also done other training courses as well. So I, I did a. I, I'm rubbish at modelling figures, uh, like small figures. So if it's big, I'm good with that. But if it's small and detailed, it's horrible. So I did a, so I did. I did a class with uh, Carlos Oschetti and he was wow. he was amazing. Um, and that was super helpful, actually. Really, really good. So I, I, I. So it's a mix. I mean, there definitely is a lot that we've learned as we've gone. Uh, along and got certain techniques that we've we've developed ourselves. But uh, you know, Christine interned with Mike McCary in oh, Seattle. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah, I know, I know who he is. He's
4: amazing.
3: Um, so uh, that was just by being cheeky and asking. So Mike's probably one of the sort of founding fathers of sculpted cakes yeah. uh, in the states. Uh, and-,
2: and he was so generous with his time and energy so Mike's amazing cakes in uh, just outside Seattle um, yeah um, and he was generous with his time and his business knowledge it wasn't just about baking oh, it yeah, and sc- yeah. or sculpting or airbrushing um, he just had me doing everything from making modeling chocolate through to looking at his pricing sheets and wow. and how they handle um, customers from the from the first inquiry through to the final delivery um, and and again, Uh, because Mike's a pastry chef that really helped just seeing how, how the industry works. Um, and I think so often as cake makers, we're entering the world of cakes from a kitchen table point of view and how we do things at home, um, and how, you know, the recipe in the good food mag or whatever. And actually, so, so we get, um, I remember when, when I first started, you know, if you said that you would freeze a sponge, that was like sacrilege. Like, how <laughs> could you possibly do that? It's not fresh. It's not true. It's not right. It's not authentic. And, um, and I felt very, very... I never freeze them all the time. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> It's the way to go. And, really? But, but actually, um, I, got, I, I got the opportunity to to talk uh, on that trip to go and see Mike McCary I got to stop along the way and interview Rosalind Miller, Peggy Portion, um, at the time Kerry Olson in London, and then um, some amazing LA bakers, and also um, Doug Goldman and uh, uh, Kimberly Bailey uh, from The Butter End. So all of these people, and we asked them the same questions, like, "Do you freeze cake?" and um, and then (laughs) we wrote that all up. And put it in the Cake Masters magazine. And, and just
3: to answer the question, every single one of them freezes their cakes.
2: <laughs> so because because it's it's it's. A, I mean, I know this is just one tiny little thing, but it's a tiny little thing that makes your life easier. Yeah. And and yeah. It's, it's what is done in the Dorchester. It's what yeah. is done at Claridges. Like, so I don't have a problem with saying that now. But way back when I started. I really well, did. Well, no, if you yeah. did say
3: that, then the villagers would come out with a pitchforks <laughs> you and throw <laughs> <have> <laughs> you. I mean, it was, it was. I, I remember those conversations.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I did a patisserie course with Mark Tilling. Um, yes, the, the, yeah, down in Squires, and the first thing we did was shoe buns, and the first thing we did was pipe them into half dome molds yes. and freeze them, hmm. and it was like that's how you do. Ten portions of shoe buns without ever having to do a mix of 150. It yeah. was just a complete mind blown situation. Yeah, it's like it just makes so much sense. And yeah, yeah no. and he he froze the mix. He put them in a mold to get them perfect. It's like okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's there's so much that we can
2: learn from the world of patisserie. But I think there's such a huge divide between mm. patisserie and cake makers. Um, and I think that there should be bridges built between to to learn from them because they know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess and then in the mix of all of that um, we ended up getting snappled for extreme cake makers,
2: partly because we made Yoda.
3: Yeah, so we, <laughs> well because we're we're in Penzance, the only way so I, the, I guess that the scene to set is we need this business to pay enough money for two of us to live off and so, our family and our family. Yeah. so so this is not a hobby this is this is natural business so we realized we needed to be uk wide cake business and and so we needed to Which get is
2: totally improbable when you're based at the back end of the end of the toe of britain
3: we, yeah, we are literally <laughs> five, five miles from land's end so we're five a long yeah. so so we we made a cake of yoda levitating a wedding cake um literally levitating Jeff just,
2: just, that was one glass of wine too many really yeah. when you have that idea I don't
3: yeah I don't think we quite knew what we were signing ourselves up for when we decided to, to do that but uh,
2: let's just say a little green man came between us for about four months <laughs> 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 nearly wrecked their marriage yeah,
3: yeah. he was he was an, he was an unwelcome menage a trois was <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: he caused a lot of damage for such a little bloke. Yeah,
3: but bless him, he got a lot of attention. Um, and so that was partly how we ended up getting uh, picked up for Extreme Cake Makers, which we did, I think, four four series
4: of. Um, Probably yeah. the
2: worst, most stressful and yet mm, uh, most beneficial cake we've done,
4: yeah. I think. Yeah.
2: Just because it, it kind of went a little bit viral. How did you find living in the spotlight as such with Extreme Cake Makers? Honestly, for the first two seasons, there wasn't a spotlight. It was just hard graft. There was right. no pay. No. <laughs> <It> was just, <laughs> we just cranked out as many, uh, invited them into as many of our um, cakes as we could um, that fitted with the brief that they were looking for. And, and our normal everyday cake, like 85, 90% of them are wedding cakes, so yeah. have yeah. this because Phil yeah. Phil is talented and particularly in in creating cake sculptures. So then, when more people um, would see what we could do, then we would get more corporate orders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they,
3: I, they all just—I I found it lovely, actually. So it wasn't intrusive. So the filming was incredibly intrusive.
2: Yeah, right.
3: Um, but did
2: everything take twice as long?
3: Yeah, generally speaking, in day-to-day life, you know, we don't have people asking for autographs and like that. It's—it's it's not that no. kind of fame. No, um, right. you get the odd, the odd person sort of looking at you quizzically
2: in a coffee shop. <laughs> in a coffee shop.
3: <laughs> um, I know them. <laughs> yeah, um, cake, cake international was nuts.
2: Oh yeah, no, so that was a real yeah. shock. That was. Is, yeah. uh, was that third season? Third uh, or fourth season?
3: Uh, yeah, we couldn't do anything. Uh, couldn't we,
2: we? <laughs> we couldn't, but that, that was very odd. That was very yes. odd. Lovely. And we got to see loads of people's enthusiasm for cake. And um, and the, and I think what I loved was the fact that they were watching it as families and, you know, just their love of cake making was kind of boosted. Um, and so that yeah. was really lovely.
3: Yeah. No, I think, so generally speaking, it's been really, really nice and it's great to see people enjoy it and you know and it's, it's gone all over the world as well so we get random emails from india and all sorts of places it's
2: screening in yeah, new zealand yeah. we know
3: well and then and then over the summer they sold the series onto amazon prime and netflix which we didn't they didn't tell us but so we just
2: saw ourselves on the tilly one day yeah literally <laughs> why are we not
3: That that was well. Actually, somebody sent me a screenshot saying, "Phil, what are you doing on Netflix?" I'm like, "I have no idea. What what am I doing on Netflix?" Amazing. Yeah. So it's it's been genuinely a lovely experience. Mm. Hard hard work, uh, but but really worth it actually. And I think it it was a real, you know, it was a real privilege to, to do it.
1: It was. Fantastic. So obviously you're now very well established. People know who you are. Um, and you've moved on to, to helping other cake makers with the cake professionals. Um, so do you want to tell us a little about the, bit about the cake professionals and why you started it and what the message behind it is and everything? We probably started it because we were we were a bit lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hear you.
2: <laughs> I think um, working alone in your kitchen You know, trying to deliver excellence in every aspect because somebody's paying for it and it's their special day. Um, It's it's quite a high pressure thing. And if you're not connected to a community or the, the skills you need or... Or just like the energy you need to keep going, then I, I think that it's really, really hard. And we found yeah. it really, really, really hard. Um, and you
1: had each other. I mean, it's not as if you were alone in your kitchen. You actually had one another to to bounce off of as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, that and that definitely is an advantage. But even even in that, quite often we're working in separate parts of. Um, uh, particular studio, when yeah. we got our, we had our own bakery for a while. We actually moved back into our house but when we were in the bakery, the kitchen and the studio were actually separate. And so we would see right. it at the start of the day and the end of the day and, and that was kind of it. But yeah, it it, it does help. But yeah. I think still, even with just the two of us, you kind of have the echo chamber of your own ignorance. Yeah. In that, you know, you don't know what you don't know um, and you know that you don't know it. That's that's <laughs> the, you know, that's the really uncomfortable thing is you, you, you kind of have that aching feeling of slight inadequ- inadequacy because you've not trained to run a small business. I actually... I come from a, a background working for a large corporation for like 10 years. I managed big teams doing big projects with big budgets all over the world. And, and that all sounds fantastic. It did prepared me absolutely hardly at all for actually running my own business. So, mm. yeah. you know, I miss the finance department.
2: There's
3: none of that. And so I think, you know, So, I think loneliness was part of it. I also think just that sense of wanting to be well equipped.
4: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
3: And actually, another motivation was when we first started out, every time we saw another cake business open near us, we nearly had a heart attack because we we were so terrified that it was going to ruin our business. And, you know, this is going to be awful.
2: And so then we would stalk them and feel inadequate, and then they'd do a shoot, <laughs> and we'd
1: be like, oh, "No, how did they work with them? Why did they yeah. choose them instead of me?" And, Imagine uh, what they thought when you got the TV contract. Yeah.
4: No, exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah.
3: But, so, so there is that kind of you know there was also that competitiveness that, which we didn't like necessarily yeah, yeah. in the business, but but also just seeing those businesses come up and last about twelve to eighteen months and then just disappear and. And I see just the tragedy that somebody has invested time mm. and energy and yeah. passion into doing something and and they've had to walk away. And so and it's
2: not because of their cake skills, no. it was largely probably because of their business skills. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, we had each other to to bounce ideas about, you know, Phil, you know, was in every uh, <laughs> small business for dummies book, and you know, to try and figure it out and VAT and how to get the best deal on. Big bags of chocolate and all of that sort of stuff, but we didn't have other people to bounce those ideas yeah. off. I know that there are Facebook forums, but very often it's just a sense of, you know, you if you have seventeen people, you'll have twenty three ideas of how to tackle a yeah. problem,
3: and, and twenty two of them are going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, I it, it pains me sometimes to go onto these forums and see the advice that's being given because I know, you know, a lot of the time yeah. it's, it's just it's yeah, I'm. I'm just, I'm not going to be polite here. It's just plain wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, um, totally. People will take that advice, will try and follow it, and are going to, you know. And, and have so, so, yeah, I think there's just a real desire to meet with other cake makers. And actually, so, yeah, the real genesis for it was going to places like Cake International. And some of our most treasured moments at Cake International was meeting other cake business owners who, yeah. who got it. Yeah. They weren't yeah. doing it as a hobby, um, you know, they were doing it to actually earn money. They might
2: have started as a hobby, but they were actually doing it oh, to get some totally, money through the door, which is exactly how we started and I, developed.
3: Yeah, but it, because they're trying to make money out of it, they're experiencing all of those pain points that, that we were feeling. Yeah. And so what we wanted was more time with those people, but without competitions and without... Uh, you demos know, and distractions. Demos and distractions. <laughs> but just, just, just time where we could connect with other cake businesses and learn together, and uh, maybe maybe lower the force field a little bit, yeah. you know,
4: <laughs> between ourselves,
3: and actually, you know, recognise that there's there's more than enough cake business out there for us all to have good businesses, yeah. and for it not to be a trauma if somebody opens up next to you. That that's, that's that actually okay. that
2: could be a gift that you've got somebody down the road that you can borrow gold yeah. leaf. And- 12 o'clock at night I'm I'm
1: not saying that that actually ever happened but but it happens (laughs) oh yes it does it does happen but also the people that open up next door to you they're not necessarily going to be making the same cakes as you anyway not at all and it's not but you don't understand that at at the start do you You just think you see everyone as a threat you don't see that you have a niche and you have something different to offer yeah so
2: so the fact that we in a sense you know we sell shoe size six to seven you know and the person who opens down the road sells shoe size four and five that's fine
1: we're all selling shoes but we're selling different (laughs) types of shoes for different that's such a good way of putting it i've never thought of i've never heard it put like that great way of putting it
4: (laughs) Yeah, so
3: so that was the genesis of the, the conference really was in 2019 uh January 2019, we decided to do it. Having and,
2: pondered and got frustrated that nobody else was doing yep. it. and in, <laughs> Then had a talking to ourselves and said, well, if no one else is doing it, you'd better do it yourself.
3: And in March 2019, we actually had it. So in 12, 12 weeks, um, wow. we had organized wow. and put on the conference, which uh, is, a bit, is a bit mad, but just was incredibly well received. Um, and just to see people leaving with wind in their sails, you know, yeah. enthused fueled um consoled that the difficulties that they're facing they're not facing alone yeah um and actually yeah, that right. they'd
2: heard from business experts not necessarily um from within the cake community but from people who specialized in yeah. you know seo or pr or um uh, you know, branding, uh, or, or, or pricing so that, 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 actually we were all able to hear it fresh without yeah. the bias of, um, oh, well, I, you know, I know her business is X, Y, and Z, you know, and so I won't listen to, you know, it, it, it took that out completely. And so, although we do involve people within the cake world, we generally um use and invite people who are specialists in their area of small business so that we can all hear fresh the because sometimes I think we need to hear from outside our own industry so we don't absolutely yeah chamber um so so yeah that's it for me I think watching people walk into that first conference um all a little bit small and huddled and worried and then watching them walk out at the end of the day, standing tall like I, I'm going to take on the world. Kind of <laughs> look in their eyes um, and working out with new friends. And I, I think that for me, just felt like okay, check. I can, I can go to bed happy knowing that what we've done is we've, we've short circuited the pain that we experienced for years to enable people to take the next step into a better business, a more efficient business. Uh, um, uh, with more confidence, knowing that the confidence they're carrying is not, um, it's not a false confidence. It's genuine because it's based in real skill development and real connections that they will carry on into the next time that, you know, they face something like the cardio van and they go, oh my goodness, what am I supposed (laughs) to do? Then they can turn somebody up (laughs) and go, I'll be panicked, walk me down off
4: the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that,
3: that is the heart of the conferences we want to see cake businesses and their owners thrive so yeah yeah whatever whatever it does to make that happen so you know a huge part is about connection as well so yeah. we it, i mean it's interesting the more the more we've gone through running the conference the more space we're, we're giving actually for cake businesses just to talk to each other so yeah um yeah so particularly for the next time that we have a physical conference, you know, we've got some really, I think, really good plans to really create a lot of space for cake businesses just to sit down, and you know, and their owners, not cake businesses, but their, their <laughs> owners to talk down and uh, sit down and, and talk and build those connections locally, so that um, there is support and encouragement. And it's not, it's not just about the conference. You know, it's, what what I would hate is for people to come to the conference to be full of confidence, and then you know, a month or two down the line, <clears throat> they have fallen back down a hole.
4: They crash um, what again I love
3: is that they walk away with a great you know network of contacts that that they yeah. can support and be supported by
2: and i think if this pandemic has taught us anything it's that we need other people sure. and we need yeah. people Definitely. to be able to carry the load oh, when the the inevitable happens which is stuff happens in life yeah. that we can't control mm. and you know pre-2020 um, if you had a small tight circle of cake people, you might be able to call on them. But if you're, you know, if you're out on your own, what happens if you're, um, yeah. if you have to be in isolation, uh, yeah. legally speaking, yeah. what happens if you have to be in lockdown that, that somebody else, um, that you trust can take that commission or deliver that commission or do whatever, um to to enable you to continue to thrive and you do that for them yeah um i think there's there's such potential in the the genuine uh collaborative working that we can do yeah. as cake makers because we get it we each get it mm.
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: We, we're we all there we're all in it yeah
4: yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah. No, for sure
2: Um, you obviously had
0: a lot planned for uh, 2020, uh, some of which had to be shelved, obviously. (laughs) You now have now fixed a new date for um, an online event this year. Um, Can you tell us a bit about that and how you see it working? I'm really excited about it. I watched your Facebook video this morning uh, before we came um, on to do the podcast. And it's really made me so excited. Oh,
4: great.
2: Yeah, we (laughs) are excited as well. We've got some amazing speakers, Um, so 2020, yes.
3: 2020 sucked like it really <laughs> yeah. it really really sucked yeah so we, we had uh an amazing so 2020 we had the conference and we had we had the first ever cake professionals awards
2: in march
3: um in yeah early march um and by
2: the skin
3: of our teeth by the, well we didn't know at the time but it was by the skin of our teeth uh, and then we were in lockdown yeah you know, within three weeks and and it was just really clear that people just did not have headspace cake conferences because we they didn't were have headspace. we didn't you know we yeah so we our cake business died because of you know covid uh in june 2020 uh so we so we were busy uh filming t- tutorials um so we we've, we've done a series of online baking tutorials which we've been selling uh we started a cake in the post business or black box cake
2: because yes. our income disappeared. Yep. Uh, our, yeah, uh, you know when when your industry is made illegal, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, And it was that pivot was very head spinny. It was just yeah. like, what the heck? Like, and because you know, as human beings, we think that we're in control, and we're not. No. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it was a, it was a huge adjustment. And I think we felt the pain of what was happening and the, the financial difficulty that people were in and um, the, the, the adjustment to having everyone at home and homeschooling and, you know, cake business for many people just got put on the back burner because yeah. other things took priority and rightly yeah. so. Um, so. So we continued our, our weekly um, lives on Facebook um as a a support as as and we did that for 10 months um and then felt that it needed a little bit of a a break so now we do that monthly
3: Mm, yeah Uh, so that was probably the main thing that we could do in 2020 uh but yeah 2021 uh Thank goodness! It looks like <laughs> we are slowly emerging from lockdown. Um, but, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But but exactly. So you know, <laughs> we don't think it's right to put on a physical event at this time, and and actually online. We're all, all a lot more used to it, which is mm, fantastic. Yeah. And also, the technology has really matured, so um, it's it's a lot easier to do these things really really well. So.
2: So the- I think as people's headspace improves and you know we're on the on-ramp to normal but we're not at normal and and it might take a while for people to get that way and feel safe and so we wanted to honor that um and just allow people the space to to kind of come to the surface in their own time but also um provide that uh community and knowledge and um just inspiration or getting back on, but getting ready to be ready, you know. Yeah. Time, <laughs> um, yeah. So Phil, so so Phil did a lot of research into what kind of platforms sat well with as much human connection as was possible, um, and he found that a lot of the platforms were built by IT specialists <laughs> who are not renowned for <laughs> their <human> connection. <laughs>
3: No, no. So, I mean, they're they're amazing, and they could do all sorts of incredible things. But it really was it was hard to find your way around. Uh, it was it was just difficult to work out. So actually, we we found a platform that's been designed by people who run events, and, and oddly enough, it's really simple. There aren't many buttons. Um, Christine, <laughs> runs her confidence. Uh, so so Christine is. Um, not completely tech phobic, but you, no, I don't
4: like it. You don't like it. I know, okay. So Chris, Christine
3: came away from this event saying, "You know, so I've been looking at lots of these things, and Christine came away saying, this this is amazing.
1: It worked.
3: It worked.' So yeah, so.
1: I was able to because as, as creatives, you. as creatives, we've got we've got different uh, different parts of our brains work as creatives, don't exactly. they? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: it was clean and visually, it uh, it was um, easily understandable and I was able to have conversations with people while the talks were going on like individually and then I was able to go into little rooms and have small group conversations and it was just uh, it felt safe and lovely and um, as close to being in the same room with somebody else as as it uh, as I had I had experienced online yeah so um, We've decided to go with that
1: platform, so it's not Zoom at all. It is right. it's much more than that. Yeah,
3: because I think, think
1: a lot of people have a bit of a phobia about things like Zoom and and stuff like that as well. So yeah. you, you need to kind of get past that for a lot of people as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. absolutely. I, I think I think some of that has been broken down over this last year, though. In that I think yeah. I think at the start of the year, you know, uh, everybody was a bit fearful of these things, but you know, my mum and dad are quite okay with <laughs> yeah. using Zoom. Um, <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's amazing the shift that you you, you see in that. But I, the, the heart of the conference has always been about connection and community. First, first and foremost, it's about being in it together. So uh, so the you know the platform enables that, and then the other part is just about learning from experts. So we've got some really uh, amazing speakers lined up for this year. Um, a guy called Alan Berg, who is uh, world renowned. Uh, who we
2: would never have been afforded to fly in, but he's joining us. So yay! Yeah,
3: so, so we, so we yeah, we're getting some some really fantastic people in. Um, so he's going to talk about sales, and he's just re- it's super practical though, and it's, so and it's not it's not pushy, uh, but it's it, we so we use a lot of his techniques, and they right. are incredibly practical really simple and and do genuinely get results um yeah so you know, even just about how to write an email a follow-up email yeah. that actually right. gets the response yeah um so we yeah yeah no that's do what do gonna... no i think we'll oh, yeah. we'll save it for the conference yeah, but yeah. Save,
4: save it save it for the paying customers <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. New results in real businesses just hang
1: in yeah. Yeah. how will this online one compare to your your in-person event is it do you see it as being comparable to it
3: it's got the, it's um, obviously it's online and not physical so it, it's yeah. going to be different but it, the the idea is to have exactly the same ethos so it is about it's it's a cake business conference so there's going to be no demos of sugar flowers nope uh, it's going to be you know it's going to be all about uh getting great business skills to help your business but doing that Excellent. in community and, and at the end of the day walking away feeling like you got your cake mojo and you're and you're ready to, be, and bu- ready to be ready.
2: Yeah. And the business component is what it's all about. Because there yeah. are some um, incredible schools out there for teaching the the art of oh, totally, yeah. um, of decoration. But this is not that. This is about yeah. uh, the, the guts of the business that enables you to keep going and keep delivering those amazing cakes. Um, but to feel really confident in your business skills in doing yeah. that.
3: Um, so so okay. just an example from, from last year, we had somebody who attended the, the physical conference last year. We had a talk on how to be your own PR agent. Um, and this, this lady uh, has got herself onto Sky News. She's got herself onto the BBC. She's, um, wow. So, so the, whole, the whole point of the conference is to give people really like, practical, usable, business shaping skills that will will make a business better um,
2: and we did uh, in the first conference we, I did uh, we did a talk that and I in it I mentioned that in terms of pricing we have a minimum price and somebody that was there had never had never thought about having a minimum price before um, wow and so she decided well if they can do it I can do it and so she just put her minimum price at 400 pounds and and um, and just owned that as that's that's my new policy, and that's what I'm going to do. And she came back the next year, and she was just like, my business has taken off, um, <laughs> and all the people that I thought would never come back, they just like now treat me like a credible professional business because that's but that's the starting from price yeah. and the the end. <laughs>
4: yeah. All
2: I needed to do was say out loud. So um, <laughs> it's it's stuff stuff like that, really tangible stuff that you can take away. Impact, uh,
1: implement straight away into your business, and it's giving people confidence, isn't it? Yeah. Confidence yeah. that they know that they can do it because other people are doing it and being successful by doing
4: it.
3: Yeah, and I th- and I think that is such an anxiety. I mean, that's, uh, setting a minimum price is a great example of yeah. you know we you know we can feel very anxious about that and oh gosh, will anybody ever pay four hundred pounds for a cake? Yeah. Um, well, the truth is that they you know as long as your product is good, <laughs> and that is important. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, if your product is good, then yeah, no, you. you and that's can. the
2: market you're shooting. For then and go that's for the market
3: you're shooting for. Yeah, and you'll get some nos. That's okay. Like nos are okay. You just need enough yeses. That's that's yeah. You know, that's the secret to business. As long as you have enough yeses, then you've got a business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if all the nos were only going to give you yeah. fifty quid, one yes, <laughs> you're already ahead. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so we've set our minimum cake price at hundred thousand so pounds, and we're just wait,
4: waiting. Just one.
1: For, just one, just one cake. Just one cake. Every year, one year. <laughs> there will be someone I wish, that will I wish pay that it. Was the way.
3: That, would, that would be lovely. I, I look forward to meeting that heart sometime soon. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so the heart is, uh, as much as handy. It's the same ethos. It's practical. It's friendly it's community, it's inspirational. And
2: it's easier to get to because it's online. You don't have to catch a train. You don't have to put on a mask. Yeah, that's right. You can even leave pajama bottoms on. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) All about the pajama (laughs) bottoms.
2: And we've decided to just do a four-hour conference rather than the full day because we know that people at home, are, you know, they have uh, responsibilities at home as well. So um, it's a shorter day um, for a lot less cost and I think people can dip their toe in and kind of discover who we are because um previously we only had 100 tickets and then we capped it at that because we wanted to keep the the intimacy of it um but for our online we're not capping the numbers so
3: yeah no it's a great way to see what it's about
0: fantastic last year um Cake International um did their uh, online event um, back in June I think it was and I actually set aside the whole weekend as a holiday and I made sure the whole family knew and it was like, it was massive. I had my snacks and I would just rock up for each session. It was, br- <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Do you, do you see um, online as the way forward? I, I think
3: we've learned some great things um, and, and we, you know, we might do occasional online events for sure. But you just can't beat being there in person. So you know, as soon as, yeah. as, soon as we can legally get people in the room together, we'll we'll absolutely do that. So that that might be, you know, maybe some smaller events later this year, possibly. Uh, but it's very much you know, see see where people are at and see what think, legislation I, is at.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. We just need to keep. Um, connected with with where people are at in terms of their their businesses, but also their headspace, and and also the risks out there, um, and how people feel about the risks and putting themselves yeah. in that uh, way. It, it will take a while for us all to figure out how to do the outdoors and people again.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, we're we'll just a little
2: <laughs> on how to behave normally and not yell at people.
4: Dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah a re-socialization plan
4: i think yes um, yeah so, no, it's,
3: it's going it will take people a, a while so it's just what we're trying to work out is what's the right pace uh, yeah to, to get everybody back yeah. together again uh, we're hoping you know so we would love next year march march next year to run the conference in person again if we can do
2: but we will you I know see. as with everything hold it loosely where where was it held it was actually held in wedding um all oh, right which uh we chose as a a place where there were lots of transport hubs, um, to get to, I know it's, it's in England and it's the South, but, um, for ease of access, London is kind of probably the easiest place to get to. Um, and so we held it in a football stadium, um, (laughs) which they have a conference facility based, uh, with a hotel involved and all the rest of it. And, Uh um, I don't know. It, did, it said something about team to us as well as the space was a really good space. Mm. So, um, yeah. and flexible to, to meet our kind of different requirements. So, so we, looked real, at, yeah. we looked
3: at a lot of venues.
2: We did. And there were right. so many just pokey hotel suites with no yeah. light. And, um, and we just thought that's not, it's not the atmosphere we want to create. <laughs> um,
3: so for the for the first conference, we had massage therapists. We had like, yeah, 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 wow. no, we, yeah. <laughs> we went yeah. all out. We went all out. It was crazy. Um,
2: because because people deserved to know that they were valued. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it was a, a you know people were risking a lot to come um, to this unknown thing, and we wanted them to feel like they were seen and. There and and so many people really appreciated massage. They had they were like, my arms and my forearms haven't been touched (laughs) for so long.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So we yeah we always try and find sort of ways of making it a little bit different, a little bit special, and people for people to feel treasured and valued and invested in. You know, so you do you walk away from the day feeling like you know I've I've got this.
4: Yeah,
2: because people are valuable. And I think we. Know when you're working on your own, you don't you don't necessarily feel that way.
3: No, you got me all excited about it again. This is Aww. great. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: well, what plans have
1: you got? Co- what plans have you got going forward then for for the cake professionals? Where do you see it going?
3: So, we have got some immediate stuff coming up. So, we obviously have the we have the conference uh, online conference on June 14th, um, mm-hmm. and we're also in June going to be launching the Great British Cake Survey. Yes. So, we oh. are collaborating with Falmouth University to do a a properly academically rigorous survey of the world of cake from everything from hobbyists all the way up to full-time businesses and and everything in between just to to try and get a feel for what's out there. And particularly at the moment, you know, everything has changed. So we had our assumptions a year ago about what the world of cake looked like. Well, what those assumptions might've been wrong, but they're definitely wrong now so um, So this
2: is the first ever snapshot of the entire cake industry in the uk so um we want that survey to go far and wide and into every inbox of every cake maker cake interested person um
1: hobbyist please let us know when when it's out please let us know and we we'll definitely plug it on the podcast and we will put it out in our newsletter and everything so yeah yeah
3: We'd, we'd love to see literally hundreds of responses because that the, the more responses we get the more meaningful the the data and, yeah. and what we'll do then is we'll share the results of that um you know online um and you know the cake can learn a little bit more about what's going on there and it'll, it'll help us to make sure that we're doing stuff that is uh me, you know meaningful and helpful rather than yeah. you know, rather than us just guessing what's needed yeah
2: based on our needs yes <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, always need to check what what are our biases and what yeah. are our assumptions um but I think that I think that we as an industry need to know what we look like in order to grow and develop and shore up bits where we're a little bit wobbly and um and shine a big spotlight on places where we're doing really well at and i, I yeah. yeah, I think we should celebrate ourselves and and show the world who we are, but we don't actually know who we are yet. So um yeah, what we the thing like, is, I mean,
1: because um, the, the cake industry is—it's it's not a new industry, but somehow it feels like we've—we've—we're coming into our own and we're growing into what we should be right now, yeah. rather than just the kitchen table making for like Mrs. like flow next door. We—it's it, becoming an industry all of a sudden, isn't it? It's—it's it's like flourishing into that. Yeah, it is, yeah.
3: and I, I suspect we'll see lots of new cake businesses springing up because I'm sure lots of people yeah. during lockdown have got into baking and. Um, and
2: there's been a lot of job shift
3: yeah, absolutely you know, people people yeah. reassess what's important to them so so what i would love is that those cake businesses are, are really really well supported so yeah so, so and they but, don't
2: fall down the same holes we fell yeah, down so
3: um just yes. we're going back, back to our getting Sorry. back in our pulpit um <laughs> so, and then we're, we're hoping to run the awards again uh this this coming year Excellent.
2: so um, that's um an awards program for cakes that have been commissioned and delivered to people so real cakes um are the they are not not dummies not shoot cakes and um, the awards are for real cakes made for real events um and
3: I, and i would yeah, encourage uh, anybody listening go and have a look at our website you can see the winners from previous years the the, the whole idea of this is, is that these are attainable commercial cakes that people are entering yeah so yeah when when we look at the tables of you know cake international which is fantastic amazing amazing but th- those aren't the cakes that people generally are making you know day to day week to week and so what we wanted to celebrate was the the craft and the art of cake businesses and what what they do and so what i loved about the entries for the first awards that we did was that they were absolutely what i recognize as going out the door of our our cake business and other cake businesses as well and and that's the heart behind it is to really celebrate uh what cake businesses do
4: hopefully
2: next year um in the con the conference will be in march and we hope in person in person and that will be an amazing amazing thing to be able (laughs) to be be in the same room might be a little overwhelming at first (laughs) Lots of but hugs, maybe we'll too have, many. <laughs> we'll have built the the kind of relationships online through this next conference that will mean that it will just be a great reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Is there anything we should have asked you but we haven't and you'd like to
0: talk about?
3: Well, I guess we didn't really talk about the, the process of, of pivoting in the in you know this this last year. So, you know, part part of the the process for us of adjusting the cake professionals was also adjusting. Our own cake business um, to to very quickly switch to online sales of cake through the post, um, uh, and also filming some online baking tutorials as well,
2: which was lovely because we we got back to what you know the the, the heart of every cake is what it tastes like. It's the it, it might be the first thing people see when they come in for a party, you know, sitting in the centre of the room or whatever, pride of place, but it's the last thing that they eat. Um, and so actually <laughs> the lasting memory is that bite, um, before they all go home. And, and so to go back to baking without the showmanship and without the big ta-da of what it yeah. looks like, um, has been really satisfying. And so, uh, it's felt like returning. It's felt, yeah, it's felt like returning to the heart of what mm. we're all about, which is quality, flavorful, um, delicious. Yeah, just achievable,
3: and I think also just really going into in depth about the mechanics of baking and why things work and why things don't work. Um, mm-hmm. So, so in many ways, I mean, so so much of what we do is is what we wish had been available to us. So it's it's, it's baking, but with all the. A bit of explanation as to why things do what they do and and also why they don't do what you want them to do as well. So, we we did one class, which was a cake SOS class, where we literally just burnt cakes and we put in too much raising agents and we did like it was just a horror show. But
2: 24 cakes, (laughs) I'd never want to send out the door.
3: Yeah, it was was fascinating. I mean, it was yeah,
4: yeah.
2: but in terms of understanding why things go wrong, because it's not just the recipe, it's the process. You know, it's about what speed yeah. you have your mixer on or or, or yeah. when you incorporate eggs, And actually, all of that makes a difference. So so to be able to just go back there was brilliant, actually. Yeah. And uh, and now that that's out there, it feels like a little baby that we had, um, our, <laughs> our baking baby. <laughs> and it can go out and live in <laughs> the world and um, be enjoyed and, and hopefully help people run their businesses a little bit better and smoother and, and actually get better better reviews as a result yeah. of, of improved baking.
3: So. I, I know the reason I mentioned that is just that, you know, just to, to reinforce, you know, that we run a real cake business, Yeah. you know, so it's not just yeah. the TV, it is a real cake business and it is our primary income as a, as a household. So this last year has essentially meant us coming up with two new businesses, uh, as I know many other cake businesses have as well. Yeah. So it's been amazing seeing that that creativity um, and it'll be fascinated to see how people, evolve those businesses as they move forward you know which mm. bits do they keep and which p- bits do yeah. they, they let go um
1: how does it all pan out at the end of it
3: yes yes um, well we'll try to wipe <laughs> that out too <laughs> um, and, and so that that informs you know so everything that we're doing through the cake professionals is informed by the experience of actually running a cake business for real um and yeah you know and it is you know, and, and in 2020 it got really real
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Scary, um, real. Yeah.
3: Scary, real. <laughs> you no, know, it was. You know, I, I remember sitting in, in March and just thinking, "Wow, we have." Because at that point, they hadn't announced yeah. uh, self employment support. Um,
2: <gasps> yeah, it was kind of terrifying. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. as it was for, for everybody you know, in that in that moment. So, yeah, so it's yeah. been it's been a journey, but we're excited excited to see things starting to open up again, and, and we can uh, get back to whatever whatever life looks like after all this crazy has has kind of lifted.
1: Lastly. Um, this is your chance to do your promo, your websites, your socials, anywhere anyone can find you. Go. Uh,
2: so, <laughs> for what we've just been talking about, um, the cake in the post, the, the pivot, uh, that's black box and cake the glasses. And yeah, I'm coming on to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Cake in the Post and our fabulous Baking Masterclasses um, are at blackboxcake.com. So blackboxcake.com. And then the...
3: The Cake Professionals, uh, the website is literally thecakeprofessionals.com. So nice and simple. Um, And same on Facebook and same on Instagram as well.
2: And uh, the Cake Professionals have taught me how to spell the word professional. (laughs)
1: It's um, one of those words. Yes. It is. So, uh, yeah, check your spelling. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: the- I'm, okay, I'm laughing because I've just um, written
0: it down. I've written it down incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be able to find all the details for the online conference on there. Uh, you'll also be able to see the, the winners from the Cake Awards for last year as well. So have a good, good nosy around there. Um, it might give you some inspiration for entering this coming year as well. Um, and if there are any questions, then, you know, just email us. You can use the contact page on the website. Uh, we do try and reply pretty promptly um and that might be a question about the conference or it might be a question about your business uh we're you know we're all about helping cake businesses uh do it well
2: and then our custom cake uh, which is how most people know us in terms of the sculpted cake or extreme cake makers or food or whatever um that is paborian p-e-b-o-r-y-o-n that's p-e-b like a pebble o-r-y like story and o-n um, <laughs> dot com paborian.com and it means baker in cornish Oh, okay, fantastic. I've felt that so many times. If I had to say, count. you've said you've
1: said that a lot, haven't you?
3: <laughs> well, our best bit of business advice is when you choose a business name, choose one that people can spell.
1: <laughs> like black <blood> box cake. <laughs>
4: can
3: you spot the evolution?
1: <laughs> Things we learned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, if anyone wants to see you, they can go on Netflix.
3: They can, they absolutely, yeah. And on Channel Four catch up, and yeah, wherever and else. And a,
1: a sneaky thing on Food Network. Oh,
3: my word! Yeah, but let's not talk. That's, that's for nice. another day. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna go and look for that now. Then. <laughs> oh dear. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Um, it's it's been lovely chatting to you, and See? you know, it's just it's. It's been Definitely. warming and confidence building, which I think is the main thing, isn't it? It
3: is absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you so much for having us.
1: Thank you for such an amazing chat with Christine and Phil Jensen from Viborian and The Cake Professionals such a lovely morning we've spent with them really really amazing um if you want to find any of the details that they've just given you i will put them in the show notes so that is daisycakecompany.co.uk click on podcast if you want to follow us on instagram as always it's at the business of cake making we will see you next time or speak to you next time we're not quite sure what we've got lined up next but it's going to be amazing because we always try to be amazing so thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time bye